Our speaker today is the Bishop of Rwanda. 25 years ago, there was an awful tragedy that occurred in his nation, a genocide, where the Tutsis and Hutus fought, attacked one another. One group was the victim. And one million, over one million people were murdered in a 100-day period from April the 7th until the end of July. That's his home country. And God has used and is using him even now to continue to bring healing where there was a great divide. And if God can heal that country, and he is, I know, like you believe, he can heal this one. Sure. And it starts in your chair and in mine. So would you please stand and help me welcome to the stage this morning Bishop John Rashahana from Rwanda. Thank you, thank you, and please pray with me. Dear gracious Lord and Father, we thank you for your promises. And we thank you that you fulfill them. But we apologize, do repent that we don't take our part. Bless us with the understanding of your will for us. And give us the ability and the grace and the joy to have the humility to stretch our hands and accept your blessings upon us. Lord, send us on the mission to heal. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers has always been too few. Engage us, we beseech you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. I'm so grateful to the Lord Jesus Christ for the opportunity given unto me to be able to come undeservingly to share the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ in this good country. And I'm so grateful to the Lord for your leadership to be able to let me in and be able to share not the victories but the failures of our humanity and also share the power of God out of the same weakness, human weaknesses. I belong to the country you have just, just had. He put it very right. We are at one time declared a failed state. If it weren't to be called demonic, performance in our country, I won't have any good word to describe what happened to us. Because no sound human being could have done what was done in our country to our brothers and sisters, to people who speak one language, one culture, people who mixed ever for centuries together, who intermarried, who went to school together, who, and then hack each other or hack 
some of us to death. I want you to realize that I've come at the invitation of pledge to shrink the divide in, in this country, in this city, so that we may be able to have the humility, the grace to share and to compare our experiences in the pain of Rwanda and the pain of the people in the United States so that we can, in our feeble human nature, be able to compare, hug each other, strengthen each other, learn from each other, and be able to make sense of what God wants us to do for ourselves and for us today and for the generations to come. Amen. What will our children, what will the generations after us inherit from us? What is it that we are going to pass on to the generations after us? Surely, I won't love, I won't like, and I don't even conceive imagining having been empowered by the Lord the way St. Paul puts it in the text we've just read, to be able to pass on the misery of being a refugee as I have been, the misery of experiencing death, persecution, reducing human beings to property and, and hurting each other to vermins. You know, my people were once at a time for many years called cockroaches or called snakes. Publicly, on radios, on the newspapers, people would read what is being written about them, that they are cockroaches, they are snakes, and they were living with them, and they, and they meet, they, they greet each other, and they are being called that, and, they, and they, they sleep on it, and they live on it. None of us is a snake. We are all created in the image of God. So, having had that, good news, we are no longer considering each other according to the flesh right. in Jesus Christ. Right. And this is the gospel. This is the gospel we've inherited over 2,000 years, and yet genocides are happening in what they call the so-Christian countries. Segregation takes place in what they call so-Christian countries. Hatred reigns, hatred is on the throne, segregation, people leave it, people are even proud of it being what God does not call them to not to be. God doesn't want us to be that. How do you be proud of, of that? So we no longer in Christ Jesus, we are no longer in Christ Jesus meant, meant to, to, to call each other that we don't see each other in the flesh. In Christ Jesus, we are new beings. We are a new creation. We are inheriting the blessings of the, of the Lord. We are transiting into the, 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 
the eternity with the glory of God in his image, in his will, in his practice. We are his agents and we go for his glory. But the problem is that churches, I, I like your name. I, I like your name, Harvest. So I don't know which, I say, which comes first. Believers on duty to harvest for the kingdom, the people of Mobile, but in order to be able to harvest, you know what kind of grain, what kind of, what, what is it that you are gathering for the kingdom? Right. Yeah. So we harvest. Everybody should be in the harvest. But the point is, my point is, having been born Rwandan, having grown in Rwanda, having actually been chased out of Rwanda because of the scene of divisionism. Uh, by the way, we are a country that from the 15th century, we had a kingdom. And it, it, this kingdom united its people as a, a people. We speak one language. We have one culture. Before Christianity, we had one belief, one religion, African traditional religions. We were meant to be one. But let me tell you what the devil made of us. Divided, and a, a theory came by the people from outside, some outsiders, the colonials brought a theory that some of us are from Ethiopia and from Israel, from the Falashas of Israel, possibly from Europe, superior, and others are inferior, Bantu of the African. Therefore, some are superior. They were treated as a special one. They were given favors. They, were, they, they felt they were being favored. They thought they were being loved, but they were divided. Uh, they, they were employed. Their children were taken to schools of the leaders. And other people who were in the service of the king were dismissed. They created a gap, not only in mind, but in practice. Somewhere, the, 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 the captains of the, of the labor work on the roads, because in Africa, we had also, we, we, are be, we are made into laborers, free labor. No payment. And we were beaten as we were doing the work. Our parents, our forefathers were beaten doing the work. So some were, were, were actually the captains of the labor. Others were laboring. So the division came into practice, separated. They taught it in schools, in seminaries, everywhere. It, it, it sunk into the brains, into the practice. Hatred grew and until it culminated into the genocide in 1994. Against the teaching of the Bible, never consider your brothers in Christ, your sisters in Christ, in the flesh, we are new creation in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Had the church preached that, then in those hundred years, we wouldn't have had a genocide. And we were 80% believers and Christians, not believers anyway, I'm sorry. We were, we were mobbed into churches. So had we become believers in Christ Jesus, had we been converted to God and in fear of the Lord, we would not have had that experience of hatred. 
Now, I'm being invited by shrink the divide in mobile. How do we shrink the divide? The Bible has to come through. True. It can just through our hearts, through our entities. Paul said, when we are in Christ, we become a new creation. The old is gone. Amen. And we are new. We hug each other from the heart. And by the way, it's not hugging the physical, it's hugging the inner being, the love that flows from God into our hearts. You hug and you feel the love that embraces each other's heart. That's what we need to be. That's what we need to serve. That's what we need to uphold. That's what we need to cherish. That's what we need to bring up. And, and poor in his way, in his divine wisdom, continued to say this. All this is possible because God himself, not me, who am I? After the loss of my niece, you know, after I became a bishop in the northern part of Rwanda, my niece came to my house and she told me that the area where she was, she was living with her mom, her, her father had been killed a few years in 1994 with her brother, and her mother and, and the siblings were living still at the, another mission station somewhere, and she was fearing they would be killed by infiltrators from Congo, and I gave, them, I gave her money in the morning. We shared breakfast. She said, please go, hire a truck, get get quickly here and when she got there she got killed the same day with her mother and uh, her brother they three of them got killed the same day in my body in my humanity i cannot do the shrinking of the divide with the pain in me there is pain. In me, there is that anger. In me, there is that feeling that every human being feels. But let me tell you something, the good news. God reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, who, while hanging on the cross, while he was hanging on the cross, you remember? He cried to his father, Father, Forgive them for they don't know the repercussions of what they are doing. Surely, they pretended it looked humanly, they knew what they were doing. Right. It looked as though. But when they were saying, let his blood be on us and our children, they didn't know the curse they were putting on themselves. You hurt your brother. You hurt humanity. You hurt who you are. You hurt who you are. You hurt your souls. Certainly, you hurt yourself in the end. The repercussions will come upon you. That's why we need to shrink the divide to save the repercussions of the curse of evil. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And every one of us has to be involved into the redeeming of our societies and our nations. Rwanda was abandoned by the nations of the world. Talk about the UN. 
Did you heard about the, did you hear, did you have you ever heard that the, that big that big thing you earn it betrayed us abandoned us superpowers of the world they abandoned us and we were left on our own in the destruction not only the loss of human beings the economy got shattered our social fabric got torn but i want to tell you today with the ability to be able to have to to, to come down with the humility to seek the the, the 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 guidance of the lord our nation rwanda in africa rwanda's economy in africa is revived for 10 years we have been able to have a steady growing economy without interruption You cannot believe that the Hutus and Tutsis and it was now are, are craving, thirsty, craving to get closer, knitted to each other with embarrassment though and with the tears and with the shame of having done what we have done. We are researching into ourselves, rediscovering who we are but getting embarrassed of having done what we done. But even then, we now come to know it is possible we can be a nation again. And the churches, believers, the religious leaders are also embarrassed by their failure to be prophetic, to be able to stand with Paul in the teaching that we should be made new. And thus, I want my brothers and sisters in America, in Mobile, call upon you in the name of Jesus to have the humility to consider what Jesus did. We cannot mend the divide, not until we forgive. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You know, do you know that we no longer accuse our miseries on the Belgians and the French? After all, we were given independence in 1962. What did we do? We continued the evil they started for us and made it worse. Should we blame that for them? On them? No. It's our, co our, our failure. It's our mistake. We are repenting of it and we are forgiving each other. We are embracing each other. We are hugging each other. But the pain, that's why we have the commemoration of the genocide every single year. We don't want to forget it and go back to it. I implore you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, let us surrender to Jesus. Not that it is easy. By the way, do you know Jesus forgave when he was still having the pain? The nails were tearing into his palms. He was still bleeding. And they were mocking him underneath. Rwanda cannot wait until the pain is over to build a nation to reconcile each other. You shrink the divide in the power of, of, of the Lord from above. Yeah. And you surrender. You determine to do it. Yes. By the way, nobody will do it here in Mobile. You have to do it yourselves. Hello. Remember, nobody will do it for you. Nobody will do it to us in Rwanda. We have to preach this gospel boldly, and we have to engage it boldly. We have to, 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 to be there, be in it, 
and engage it. My brother was baptizing, but he also was wet. That's right. You can't remain dry when you are, you are shrinking the divide. Come on. Yeah. That's good. Not even God, when he, was, when he was healing us, when he was redeeming us, using his divine son, the son of God, Jesus, even God himself, did not remain dry. He had to shed tears on the cross. When Jesus said, Father, why have you forsaken me? Jesus was made sin yeah. when he knew no sin, so that you and me in him, we can be the righteousness of God. By shrinking this divide, by redeeming America, by redeeming Rwanda, by redeeming the world, we need to be there as the children of God. And we need to be living children of God. Yes. Please, I implore you, in the name of Jesus, you can't make it any other way. You pretend to do it any other way, to do it the smart way, to do it the scientific other way. No, it can't work. It has to be the way of the Lord. Forgive, then you get forgiven. By the way, I have learned this. Either I had to resign from my work as a bishop if I didn't forgive, because I won't preach the gospel the way I do if I still had the grudge and I hated the killers of my niece the killers of my people, the killers of my brothers and sisters, the killers of the people I share, I went to school with, the, pe the, the people who killed the people I hold dear in my life. I, if I didn't let go, if I didn't forgive, I wouldn't be preaching Jesus. So either I had to resign or preach the fake gospel. And I'm not called to preach the fake. No. It has to be Jesus. It has to be Jesus who draws my tears as I preach him and I share the pain of those who feel the pain but draw them into the benefit of forgiving so that they may know what it means to be at peace with others. Amen. It has to be Jesus. So I implore you, when you invite me to shrink the divide, we cannot do it any other way. It has to be through Jesus, the way of Jesus, and be able to forgive, and be able to embrace, and be able to move together. I'm trying to, watch, to keep on the watch, and, uh, on the clock, but I want you to know these things are intergenerational. Yeah. I preached in Arkansas in, in a university, and I was, I was sharing about what we are trying to do to become a people again, to mend our social fabric, to become Christians again, and feel the joy of belonging to God, and have the hope of being with God in glory as people who don't deceive ourselves, our consciences cleaning up, and being true to the master, to the Lord, to Jesus Christ. And this young man, 20 years, about 20, between 20 and 25, broke into tears and came forward to me crying and say, Bishop, how can you dare say that we forgive people who enslaved us 
for 400 years. Then I was amazed. I say, yeah, man, you have never been a slave in your life. Not even your father was a slave and the practice under slavery. Your, your father was born during the time America had declared people free from slavery. But he told me, I inherited the pain. Please, I implore you in the name of Jesus. Don't let your children inherit hatred and inherit the, plan, the, the pain. Save them. Redeem them by shrinking the divide. Help them and redeem them by preaching the living Jesus, the transforming Jesus, the, the, miracle, the, the Jesus who performs miracles. Yeah. How do we say Jesus walked with Peter on the water and we don't hear the divide here? Do you think the Lord, the divine God, our creator, all-powerful, almighty, has failed to heal, or his hand has grown a bit lamish, and he can no longer heal in our generation, or our faith has grown crippled. I implore you, please pray with me. I, I beseech you. You know, Paul was saying, it is as though God is imploring the world, is, is beseeching the world, is pleading into the world to reconcile himself with them through us, through me and through you. And not only the leader of the, of the church, no. Not only the elders of the church, no. Even the youth, even you, even the, even the youth, even the girls, even the boys who are in Christ are employed to shrink the divide. Please pray that the Lord may use you to shrink the divide in this society. Between men and women, between children and parents, between races, between whites and the African Americans, the colored and the Hispanic, whatever the mix you have, have be new creation in our Lord Jesus Christ. And please, would you kindly come and help me? Pray in the language they understand. Pray the way they understand that we may surrender to the Lord, that he may use us to shrink the divide in our communities, in our families. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before your throne of grace and we ask that you would do a work in our hearts. Even those of us who don't think we have an issue in this area, Lord, we humble ourselves and we say, if there's any adjustments we need to make, any forgiveness that needs to occur, if we need to forgive everyone, anyone, if we need to be forgiven for our sin of racism, prejudice, forgive us today. Let this place, this church, these people be a living example of what love can do in a city, in a region. We say like Isaiah the prophet prayed, here I am, send me. 
Use us, Lord, we pray. Heal us now. Shrink the divide in our hearts so that it can be done in our city. So that our children and our grandchildren can have a different future than the past. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Bishop. Thank you.